Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time to groove with Groovy with an all-time great Razorback quarterback. Takes it, cuts inside to the 10 to the 5, he'll score. Touchdown. Win Groovy. Showing the great athletic ability, did it his way. Current Razorback broadcast analyst Quinn Groby. Grooving with Groby is brought to you by Bell and Sward at 1011 Oak Street in Conway. From boots to suits, they have everything for the best dressed man. Now, let's groove. Hi, Quinn. Hey, what's up, fellas? How y'all doing? I don't know. I can't decide if I'm crazy or not. I thought I was going to get an easy yes from these guys, and they gave me the finger. <laughs> I heard. It ain't the first time. It ain't the first time. Well, you're we'll a com- the last. I'm a competitor. I like to compete. I like to battle. Uh, but I'm also a realist, and I'm a pragmatist, so I'm going to try to find a middle ground there. You are a competitor. You're also a guy yeah. that has seen these guys a little more closely than we have. I don't know how much – you got a chance to watch them operate under Kenny Guy, but it sounds like all things are pointing to the positive. So regardless of the outcome, it was seems like it was a step in the right direction. No, I think so. I mean, I think for the players, and, and you can hear it. I mean, like, you know, a lot of people are saying Dan is the fall guy, et cetera. You're the offensive coordinator. I know if your offense is not producing the way people think it should or if it's not very productive, then changes have to be made. And um, it sounds like the players are responding to that, and you're getting players uh, healthy. You're getting players back that want to be a part of this, and it sounds like they want to play for Kenny Guy. It sounds like they want to uh, to go turn it loose. And I, I tell you what, when you when you want to play for somebody, you you can find a way to to dig deeper and uh, and try to compete a little harder. And, and then I think with the style of play that he's going to to try to, to try to get back to. I think that that helps you out as well. But, yeah, you're right, Justin. I hadn't seen anything yet. I've been working on some big projects and stuff, but um, I ain't got a chance to get over there. But hopefully I'll uh, get a chance to have a conversation with those guys either today or tomorrow and kind of see what their thoughts are. What does simplified offense look like to you, you think? Well, first of all, I think it's uh, simplified offense starts with uh, your quarterback and uh, what does he feel comfortable with. And then I think it's also about really being self-scouting your your football team and basically saying, what do we really do well? Mm-hmm. What do we do well in third down? What do we do well in short yardage? And really narrowing it down to those, you know, three, four, five plays in each one of those situations to kind of build you an entire game plan. So it's all about the ones that you feel like you can execute. If you're worried about a a particular pass play where the wide receiver and the, and the quarterback has a sight adjustment, uh, and you know, you, you, you just go ahead and take that one off the, off the table. If that's not one of the things where they're communicating at a high level, then you just call the route. I mean, so it's all about just making it easier for these guys to play faster instead of doing a lot of, a lot of the stuff that takes play place after the snap. Uh, so that's the thing. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, sometimes you just aren't on the same page and when you're not on the same page, sometimes you got to take that out of the equation. So to me, that's that's simplifying, just really self-scouting your team first, like you would do in a bye week. And right. You had a bye week to do that because that's what you do anyway. And uh, you come up with your tendencies. You come up with, with what you like and and uh, and see if you can go ahead and implement that. And I'm sure Kenny's going to add in a few more things that's going to put his stamp on it. Yeah, Coach talked about a little bit on his coach show last night. Here's a little bit of that. Well, I think the first thing where we're at, uh, you look at two things. You look at – what can the quarterback do well and what can the offensive line do well? And then 
you look at what can the quarterback that he's not doing well or is it because the O-line's not doing well or vice versa, and you cut it out. And then you start going back to what have we done well? Go. So we went through every run that we've had. We went through every protection that we've had, and we said, hey, we're not doing that as bad as you think. We're, not, we're doing that pretty good, this, that, and the other. We kept that in the offense, and we took everything else out. That seems pretty simple. Hmm. That's a simple explanation of the simplification. I like it. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's a nice. I really do think that is a nice. Uh, I mean, it's just really what it is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's not trying to trick anybody, and that's the thing about Sam. He's always been very, very transparent, and, yep. and has always given answers uh, to questions and. And so, yeah, I like it. I think that's the right thing to do. That's that's what I would appreciate if I was in KJ's situation right now, trying to uh, to get this offense back on track. And and so, I'm I'm excited to see what they do. I, I think it's a wild card. I think I think this this Arkansas football game against Florida, th- this is a wild card because the defense is going to play well. I think Travis's Williams defense is going to play well. If you'd have told me that we were going to have to worry about KJ and Rocket in this offense and the defense was going to be the star of the show, then I would say you're crazy. But now that we've got that issue, four games left with a wild card, with a quarterback and a running back, and, and, and that can do a lot of different things, I mean, it's it, all bets are off, in my opinion. We'll see what happens. Take me into the mind of a quarterback. and When that mind gets free, if truly if there was too, mu- too many plays or too, you know just too much clutter – how does this free him up and make him a better player? Well, I mean, for me, uh, you know, when I, you know, I talk a lot, you know, I've talked a lot with KJ, and, and I think his football IQ is off the charts. So I don't, I don't necessarily know how much uh, it was on him. I mean, from a, you know, taking the load off, but I, I don't care how you slice or dice it. If you condense things and you focus on the things that you do well, then that gives you an opportunity to to play faster. So. You know, there's just so many things that KJ has to look at. And I, I know at the beginning of the season, everybody was excited about that because – and I know KJ was excited about that with Dan because he had put so many guys into the NFL. And then, you know, he was going to help him with pre-snap reads and post-snap reads and do all the things that it takes to get ready for, for the NFL. When you're not having success, you know, then you start thinking about, okay, why – you know, what do we need to do? So I love the fact that you're simplifying that. But anytime you take something away, you take away, you know, additional reads. You read one side of the field versus the entire field. Uh, it, it gives you a sense of confidence that, hey, you know exactly where you're going to go with the football. The guys, when they break the huddle, they know, hey, when you hit that back foot on that 12-yard end cut, that ball is coming because I'm looking over here and I'm reading one side of the field. So I think it's all about making sure that you're clearing your reads. Where do you go? One, two, three, and not having one, two, three, four, five and having to worry about all that kind of stuff. Where's my check down? Where, how do I need to make sure that I look like an NFL quarterback going through my progressions and all that kind of stuff? All that stuff is out the window. It's all about now what, what do I do to find a way to win football games? Because if I win football games, everybody's going to look at me the right way. We were arguing a little bit before you came on uh, about the rest of the year. And I feel like if they can find a way to win this game, I'm not ready to give up on the on the season because I think they 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 could go on a roll the rest of the way at home. Three home games against you know Auburn and FIU, winnable games, and then yep. you got a bowl game on the line against Missouri, the last game of the year. I, I like oh. Arkansas's chances. So, how big is this game against Florida? Well, it's big. It's 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 huge. I mean, because this is. 
you're hearing all the stuff that the players are saying about, hey, how re-energized they are and how excited they are about Kenny Guyton. The question is going to be is, okay, when we get into those situations where we're not performing, where we hadn't performed at a high level in the past, how do we handle that on the sideline? Mm -hmm. and, and so that's going to be a mindset thing that this offense is going to have to deal with with their leader in KJ. But this game is huge for Arkansas. I mean, you're trying to get to a bowl game. Sam is taking this team, uh, this university, to bowl game after bowl game. And so trying to keep that streak alive gives you an opportunity to uh, to do that. Florida, Florida's this is a big game for Florida. I mean, they're sitting yeah. at five and three. And then if you look at their back half of their schedule, yeah. I mean, you know, with, with Florida State, Missouri, and LSU, they're thinking we better get this one too. And so this, I think there's going to be two teams out there that are really, really hungry. And I think this is a huge game at 11 or 12, whatever, Eastern, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. uh, for both these football teams because both of them need it. Yeah, we were talking about that in relation to Kentucky, Kentucky. and uh, Mississippi State this week. The, the Wildcats have got a tough finish to their schedule. They've got to find a way to go win in Starkville this weekend. And, yeah, Missouri, I mean, it, you're in this – what year is this for Napier? Second year? Third year? I think it's second. Second. He, yeah, you can't you can't lose this game, right? I mean, like, this, they've got to feel all the pressure. I mean, for Arkansas, it's like, yeah, great. But I think the pressure's all on Florida this week for whatever that's worth. Yeah. And they're expected yeah, I, to win. Right. Yeah. So – uh, what about defensively, Quinn? What do you, what, what, give me the matchup for the defense against Mertz, and he's a guy that has been as, as surprising as, as anybody really in the nation, certainly in the SEC. Yeah, he's been solid. I mean, the transfer from Wisconsin, he he came over, and uh, you know what's what's funny? Um, we were talking to, uh, to to Sean Kelly, the uh, the play by play guy for uh, Florida, and he was talking about how Mertz came in, and uh, he wore number five at Wisconsin, and then he moved over to Florida, and Billy Napier, when he first got when when Merch got there, he actually put the number fifteen in his locker, saying, "Hey, you got to go ahead and take this Tebow number." And 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 so when you think about applying pressure and giving up that number, that's like giving up number five at Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of pressure when you take that number. I mean, people are going to always be on you, attack you, and uh, and so. But he is a a guy that is completing. Uh, a high percentage of his passes, almost 76% of his passes. They do a lot of those pop passes, though. They'll do a lot of eye candy type stuff. And so, like, what you'll find out is he may complete 25 balls in a, in a game, but 10 of those may be, like, jet sweeps that he throws right in uh, pops right in front of it. Mm -hmm. And so they look to go fast, try to get to the outside, get to the corners, and, and stress you out with their, with their speed. But – uh, very, very good, man. He's been solid. I think he surpassed uh, what a lot of people at Florida has thought he was going to be able to do, and I think he solidified himself as uh, as their quarterback moving forward. Interesting. Okay. What, what's the defensive approach for Arkansas then? What do they need to be doing? Uh, you just keep doing what you're doing. I, I, yeah. I, I don't have any – I don't – I mean, I just think Travis and his staff, they really understand defense. They understand their deficiencies. They understand how to – to try to ma mask them. I, I don't think Florida is a big shot team. Florida wants to do, like I said, a lot of those pop passes, a lot of short stuff. The thing you can't do, again, and I'll continue to say it, where Arkansas's defense struggles is when they have that breakdown in the secondary and they give up a, a, a big chunk play for a touchdown. Just like, you know, Jalen uh, th throwing that ball for 85 yards on the third and 15. You just mm -hmm. can't do that. And so I think that that's the biggest thing. You keep doing what you're doing, but don't give up the big play that leads to, a, leads to an easy touchdown for an offense that is not probably operating as as 
at a high level as most people would think. We've got some premier games in the SEC. We're talking to Quinn Grovey, uh, thanks to Bill and Sward up in Conway. LSU-Alabama this week, it's always a huge game, and certainly this will change the perception of LSU, and it'll obviously be a huge setback to Alabama if they can't pull it off this week at home. Yeah, this is this is a dangerous one for uh, Alabama, and I, and I go back to uh, looking at Alabama versus Texas, the way Texas was able to stretch the field. LSU is going to stretch the field in a big, big way. I mean, with neighbors and all the other receivers that they got, they're going to be running free through the middle of that secondary. So Nick Saban, uh, since the Texas game, has really kind of shored up his secondary and his defense. It'll be interesting to see if if, if they can take advantage of that. I don't think LSU can go the long haul, um, and but I think they will apply pressure vertically and try to get easy touchdowns. But I still think that Nick Saban and – and uh, he's got his team moving in the right direction. So I expect Alabama to win that game and cover. What about um, I like the, that too. the Missouri-Georgia yeah. game? Wow. Mm. You know, look, we, we do a pick em segment on the Razorback Daily every, on, every Friday. And uh, I, I learned my lesson about going against Georgia. I learned my lesson about messing with Kirby Smart. I mean, but that, mm. that, that spread is like 15 and a half. Mm. I mean, that's. That's crazy, and this Missouri team, I think they played Georgia really, really tough uh, last year. I I expect Brady Cook and this football team to go in and compete, and I'm actually, I would pick Missouri if I was a betting man. I would pick Missouri in this game, and I'm going against my principles of going against Curry Smart, regardless of what the point spread is. Uh, but, yeah, that, that I, I think Missouri will hang tough. I. Missouri is they're, they're sneaky good, and uh, this ought to be a fun experience for them. They'll see if they've really arrived or if that's going to be a long plane ride home. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier in the week. Missouri is the best team Georgia's played so far. They've had a pretty yeah. soft schedule, and you look at what Missouri can do offensively. I think they can score. You know, earlier in the week, I was I was like this this spread. I'm I'm going with Georgia. It's like they're almost they're they're. Uh, they're begging you to bet against Georgia, you know, and and yep. I think I don't know. I, I'm I've been talked on to the Missouri side. I, I, you're I'm I mean, with catching you. more than two touchdowns. It's hard not to like them. I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I would look. I look, and I, I'll be watching that game and going, all right, Missouri, score first, score first, so I can be up twenty-two and a half. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's you know, so you want them to score first. You don't want Georgia to cut into that lead right off the bat on the first drive because. Regardless of when Missouri scores, Georgia's going to win the football game. I uh, I just think Missouri will cover. Okay. That's that's kind of where I'm at with it. Uh, and then the A&M Ole Miss game is intriguing to me. I don't want to necessarily get down on it, but mm-hmm. I don't really have a great feel for how this one – I can see this one going either way. Fun to watch, I think. For sure, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's going to be. I mean, you know, A&M's defense has been so good. They're going to apply a bunch of pressure. The question would be, uh, you know, what can Jackson Dart and this offense do? Uh, Lane Kiffin's going to dial up some stuff. So I expect them to score points, but I don't expect them to score at the same clip. I I think they'll apply pressure. I just don't know about this offense at A&M. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they can get it done. So I would go with Ole, Ole Miss. Uh, Linwood, before we let you go, says we talk about 16 speed. Ask Quinn, has Satania run one go route this season? Asking for a friend. That's a great question. Uh, I've seen him run a go route. Yes, I've seen him run one go route. Okay. We just wasn't looking at it. Yeah. And so, uh, but yeah, he's a guy that can take the top off the defense and uh, move forward. Hey, but Justin, before you let me get out of here, man, I got to tell you, I got a text from the guys at Bell and Schwartz. They said my navy blue suit 
mm. is ready. Mm. And so I got to go get it. I can't wait. I got in there and got to try all those fine fabrics. And so Eric Swore and all those guys at Bell & Swore took care of me. Can't wait to get that suit, my man. And uh, rock it. I need to get it before I go to Florida, but I can't wear a blue suit. To no. no. No, 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 no. That would be unacceptable, sir. What, yes. What is the big project you're working on that was taking up so much of your time? Well, I can't tell you. Hmm. I can't tell you yet, Wes. Hmm. I can't tell you, but I will let you know as soon as I possibly can. All right, well, we'll settle for you looking sharp in a blue suit. But uh, safe travels down to Gainesville. <laughs> Bring back the first win in Razorback history, Quinn, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, fellas, y'all take care. All right, buddy, that is Quinn Grovey right. on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. I appreciate Bell and Sword very much.